I'm back in the saddle again. Broadcasting live on Star Worldwide Networks, Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. Nobody holds a candle to me my red high heels. Join National Hall of Famer and author Sharon Camarillo as she inspires, educates, and entertains while exploring the fastest growing equine sport, barrel racing. Get information from top trainers, competitors, and equine educators. Tips on training, competition, hauling, nutrition, and more. And now, live from the beautiful San Joaquin Valley of California, here's your host, Sharon Camarillo. Welcome back and thank you for joining us today. Our topic is Success Takes a Team and Without You, We Can't Be Us. We just watched the Tokyo Olympics and we showcased superior athletes and coaches and we've watched NASCAR. We've watched the drivers and the mechanics each performing their specific tasks, all of them working towards their personal success at the finish line. Football, basketball, baseball, tennis, golf, soccer, from junior all the way to the big leagues, experienced coaches, developing champion teams and individuals. Equine performance in all discipline, from cutting, reining, dressage, for an example, right down to our sport of rodeo is no different. From the legendary wolf pack of extraordinary bareback riders, successful teams of hazing and steer wrestling horses, rope horses and their champion riders, headers, healers, all trying to stop that clock under four seconds, and not to mention the remarkable times and consistent performances of our champion barrel horses. Just a few examples that life and competition is definitely a team sport. For anyone, team or individual, to be successful, it takes an accumulation of experience, honed through trial, error, education, fueled by passion, and courage, along with skills shared by the person or persons offering the experience and information will be invaluable to successful outcomes. Put one's life, hobbies, skills together. It all boils down to diligent practice, preparation, tested in performance, and results. Someone has to take responsibility in keeping the team on track, confident and focused, whether it be a parent, a teacher, a coach, no stone unturned that will identify keys that will unlock the door to individual success and inspiration. How successful one wants to be directly relates to how efficient his or her team is. In our equestrian sports, we depend on our mechanics to keep our trucks and trailers in good working order, our vets, body workers, dentists, and shoers to keep our horses sound. Management is certainly a full-time job. Therefore, each member of the team has to rise to the occasion. Organizing your team is ultimately up to you. They're your responsibility. And that is certainly easier said than done, as you'll see as we progress in our podcast. How does one know who to trust? How does one know who's selling a line of bull for financial gain or the real deal? And how does one know when to resort or replace? Stay with us. We're certain to share some opinions, some answers, 
and some suggestions following this word from South Point Hotel and Casino. We'll be right back. Sometimes you wonder if you're even good enough. Hiding from the morning when it's too much. But there's so much waiting behind the door. And I know, and I know, and I know that you just want to dance in the light. Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know you're alive. Just let Listening to Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. We'll be right back after this. The South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa is legendary for its old-fashioned Las Vegas hospitality. Thank you to owners Michael and Paula Gone, who treat every guest like family. The South Point Equestrian Center and Preferred Pavilion is host to equestrian events of all disciplines, including the headquarters each December for the National Finals Rodeo and the United States Team Roping Finals definitely the place to be not only during the nfr but throughout the year make sure to check out the list of top entertainers and activities for the entire family including bowling alleys theater award-winning food great gaming tables and loose slots make the south point hotel casino and spa your first stop on your next trip to nevada this is sharon camarillo's fun and fast times and now back to sharon Welcome back. I've invited Donna Irvin to join us today on Fun and Fast Times. Donna has an impressive resume, to say the least. 28 years equine professor, award-winning performance instructor and coach, a professional barrel racer and circuit finalist, former member of the Women's Professional Rodeo Association Board of Directors. Donna has vested and trusted her education and intuition She's not afraid of taking a chance, learning from both mistakes and successes. And one of the things that I respect the most about Donna is her passion to sprinkle her life with some fun, some new experiences, and her willingness to share her education and experience, the keys to her success with those that ask. It's with pleasure that I invite Donna Irvin to once again share the microphone. Welcome, Donna. Well, thank you, Sharon. It's a pleasure to be here, and um, I'm pretty excited about this topic today. As a lot of you know, I have had the opportunity the last three years to manage horses in three distinctly different areas of the country, and with that presents a lot of challenges in organizing your team of professionals. Well, that's exactly why I asked you to join us today. And living in California for the last several springs and summers, I've watched you remain open-minded in working to put your West Coast team of professionals together. I'll also note that sometimes with mixed results. Explain some of the challenges that you run into in your journeys across the country. Well, I'm going to get a little specific right off the bat, Sharon. You know, I want to talk just a minute about horseshoeing, because as we all know, no foot, no horse. And in the Midwest, I I was really fortunate because I was married to a really great horseshoer, and he took awesome care of my horses. 
And then all of a sudden, now I'm in California, now I'm in Arizona, and I have to go outside of my box. The other aspect I'm going to say I was fortunate in Illinois is we had a farrier science course. So I had the opportunity to educate myself about the foot, the needs of the foot, what a good horse shoeing job looks like. And I'm always amazed as I work with people now that they don't really even know what a properly balanced foot and a well-fitted shoe looks like. So I'm going to start with that. My first line of advice would be know what a good shoeing job looks like. Know what is normal for your horse and don't just assume because somebody shoes horses that they're going to be able to get that job done. Education starts with you as the owner. If you don't know, there's some great resources online you can research or better yet, find people in your area, good mentors or people that are successful, whether it's in horse show industry, barrel racing, really doesn't matter. A good shoeing job is a good shoeing job. So know what that looks like. And then you need to reach out and find out who in your area is doing what looks like a good job. And unfortunately, some of those horseshoers, they're busy and they're not willing to take on new clients. And you expensive. Know? And expensive, <laughs> of course. Those two things are really, I think, essential is educate yourself, find people in the area as references and, and start to do your research reach out and that person might not be willing to take you on, but usually a good farrier or a good horseshoer is going to refer you to other ones that they think are good horseshoers too. I'm going to interrupt you right there, Donna. You know, as clinicians, we look at the whole horse. We have a whole horse philosophy from training to nutrition, health and wellness. And it certainly starts with a foot. Like you say, some of our riders don't use shoes. We recommend shoes. We do bring out often a poor shoeing job because we know that the horse isn't going to stay sound. So with that said, we just refer them to talk to their, their shoer and make sure they shoe that horse full. Make sure you pull your toes back so they have a quick break. But, you know, when they take those thought processes to their shoer, that shoer says, oh, those are barrel racers. What do they know about horseshoeing? And I found in history, shoers can be sensitive. Everybody can be sensitive. <laughs> and, you know, so I guess I want a shoer that's intellectually open-minded. And I don't have the answers. Same with Donna. Certainly has more experience. But don't take no for an answer. If your horse isn't tracking sound, if he's not breaking, if he's stumbling, you probably have a shoeing problem. That's true. And I spend some time in Arizona in the winter. And at the facility that I stay, the folks that own it, they have several really nice horses, and they were just crippled. And, I mean, it was obvious that their shoeing was less than stellar. And I just couldn't help myself after a while. I mentioned to them, I said, you know, you need to look at your horse's feet. Well, what does a good shoeing job look like? And fortunately, I found a good shoer down there. It was a referral, again, from my husband that had shoed horses for me, and this guy's good. So I had an opportunity to show them my horse versus their horse, and they made the change. And it's hard. It's hard to make a change, you know, when you have a relationship with a shoer or a vet. It's hard to make a change, but 
for the sake of your horse and the soundness, you definitely need to start there with good shoeing. And it has a good ending because they had a couple horses that were senior citizens that they couldn't even ride. And then this summer they competed on them at the pro rodeo. So the saying is true that no foot, no horse. So it starts there. That's an important selection for your team. Well, it seems like every challenge presents itself as a learning opportunity. And as a former college professor, now a gypsy cowgirl, <laughs> you see a lot of differences from the Midwest where, you're, where your farm is in Illinois, Arizona. You're about four or five months there for the nice winter. And then you come to California, we have permanent pasture, which can be moist and some cool morning. So a challenge all the way through. Right. And that doesn't mean that your shoer or your professional is not adequate, but it certainly means that you need to be aware. Environment. Environment Environment. matters. My first trip to Arizona a long time ago, rodeoing, I had aluminum shoes on the front of my horse because that worked well in the Midwest, you know, lightweight, really nice support. And boy, it didn't take me but two weeks in the sand and gravelly conditions down there to learn that that's not going to cut it. And then as Sharon said out here, we have irrigated pastures, dry, and I had some major foot issues last year with the farrier and I had to make a change. We could not keep the shoes on. So they try. I think every shoer intends to do the best they can. No one tries to cripple your horse or not do a good job by you. But sometimes, unfortunately, you do have to make a change. And it's not easy. And I say when you do make that change, you know, don't don't badmouth people because that gets around in the industry. And just because someone didn't work out for me doesn't mean it won't work out for someone else. So take the high road always, treat people fairly, and then you'll be able to make those changes, I think, a lot smoother. That's really important because relationships do matter. Trust, accountability, reputation, results, probably most important results. And your horses are going to be the first ones that tell you that they're not comfortable in their shoes. All important parts of putting together successful teams. In your case, Donna, impacted because you're in different climates, different personalities, altitudes, Mm -hmm. make such a difference. So what's your big secret? What's my big secret? I'm going to say go back to the basics again, educating yourself and networking with people that you trust and that are successful. And, you know, always listening somewhat with an open mind. And I have an example of that to share here. I've been struggling some to find veterinarians in California. And I was fortunate. I used a really great equine hospital out of Wisconsin when I was in the Midwest. And I just have bounced around quite a bit here in California. And I kept hearing this one veterinarian's name all the time. And people said, well, he's kind of abrupt. He's a little rude. He's a little this or that. And finally, my horseshoer said, seven miles down the road, this is a good vet. I would use this vet. So I went over there and I have to say, I was so pleasantly pleased. This person has had 40 years experience in the industry, specializes in lameness, has maintained education throughout those 40 years. You know, it wasn't, well, I went to vet school 40 years ago. He's grown in other areas. And 
I've just been really pleasantly pleased with that. For me, at this point in my life, there's no substitute for experience. So I really respect professionals, whether it's a dentist or a horseshoer or a veterinarian that have done their due diligence and have 20 more years or so of success full-time in the industry because they're going to bring to the table. They've seen a lot because they've done a lot and they do know a lot. So, (laughs) you know, those things all pop out to me as pluses. That sounds like an insurance ad right there. (laughs) You know a lot because you've seen a lot. You know, but the challenge may arise that a professional that you're using isn't working out. So, How do you sever that relationship in a professional manner? That's a tough one. I think having open communication with your professionals and sometimes they'll refer you on and giving them a second chance. Nobody is perfect. We have to realize that. And it's interesting when you take a horse to the veterinarian and this person in particular looks at them as a puzzle, you know, and they are a puzzle. If they could speak, they would tell us it hurts here. It doesn't hurt there. But sometimes it's more than one visit. You have to look at, does the professional have, I again, say longevity? Are they willing to spend time with you? One thing that impressed me with this vet recently is he spent three hours on my horse. A lot of times you show up, they have 30 minutes scheduled. They're going to say, oh, barrel racing, you need your hawks done and your stifles done. Oh, let's take a look at that sacroiliac joint and out you go. Yeah, a lot of times those areas do need maintained, but especially the first time you take a horse to get that baseline evaluation, they need to take time and they need to listen to the owner, especially if the owner is experienced. Sometimes, whether it's your vet, your horseshoer, your dentist, you know, they hear a lot of yap, 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 but they also need to listen to us because we know those horses on a daily basis. That's amazing in barrel racing, too. You know, we know when our horse is three-tenths off. Mm -hmm. We know that he's not covering the ground that he needs to cover. You know, details matter. It's interesting, you know, we're in the saddle business and not one tree fits every horse, Not one vet, not one shoer may fit every situation. That doesn't mean that either scenario is right or wrong, good or bad. You know, we were talking about vets there for a minute. Another, I think, important teammate for you to have is a good equine dentist. They're hard to find as well. I'm going to say back in the Midwest, there was a a group, Chenoweth Dentistry, and they would come into the college twice a year, They were all certified. They'd bring the vet in. And that's all they did every day. And and they were good. And I had great confidence in them and kept the horse's teeth in good shape annually. And then through traveling, I haven't been able to find that type of dentist. And sometimes the veterinarians will do dental work on the side. But I think anyone that doesn't do something like shoeing full-time or dentistry full-time you're taking a chance. So recently I was able to find a dentist out here that he taught some at the Idaho dentistry school and that's what he does full time. And I'm just so grateful to have found him and I'm going to make it a point 
when I'm in this area every time of the year that at least once a year, and my horses are six, you know, if they're younger, they may need it twice a year if they're popping caps, is to make it a point to go to that person, you know, when I'm in the area and stay routine. So as the team manager, that's my responsibility, I'm going to plan when I do find a good source or resource that I make sure that I utilize that resource on an annual basis. A lot of times, if you're not sure, watch the competitors around you, how they act, how they present themselves, how their horses respond, consistency and performance, soundness, and ask them for a suggestion. It's interesting, our feelings, our experience, and our intuition really has to be part of our decision. And the bottom line is don't lose a lesson. If your intuition is telling you something's not right, you're probably accurate in the fact that maybe time to reset and respond to a change. Another little word of advice here is this is our competition season. And recently I've been through this. I had a horse that he was starting to get sore. I could tell. And, you know, I went to the veterinarian and it's so easy because there's a lot of stuff out there. It's, you know, oh, you need a Beamer blanket treatment or put this horse on this plate or you need to give them these shots of this or that, that you start doing all that stuff all at once. If he starts to get better, you don't know what that was that started to heal the horse. So I'm going to say, like, stay the course, you know. So if you go to the vet and you elect to do some injections, say, you know, give those a chance, see see what the outcome is of that before you start throwing all these other treatments towards your horse, unless it's something that really parallels. I, I did have to do a little chiropractic work and veterinary work together, but your team needs to work together. You don't need to be running off in all these different tangents, spending a lot of money and not really knowing what resources are producing the outcomes you're looking for. So you're saying avoid the shotgun treatment, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pull the trigger and hope it hits somewhere. Yes. You know, interesting, Donna, we'll be smarter competitors at 30 than we were at 20. I think today, with the years that I've had under my belt, that I'm a much more aware, sensitive, smarter better intuition, certainly, than I was in the peak of my competition seasons. Sometimes, you know, less is more. People are starting to realize this in in life, and you can really get wrapped up in the latest treatment, this and that, and the other thing, and spend a lot of money and really kind of not know what the program should be. Well, we're going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back with more from Donna Irvin. Success takes a team. After this word from Flair, equine nasal strips. I never learned nothing from playing it safe. I say fate should not tempt me. I take my chances.
Flare Equine Nasal Strips are self-adhesive strips that promote optimum respiratory health of equine athletes at every level of competition. The strips reduce airway resistance and improve airflow when your horse needs oxygen most. Veterinarian-developed Flare Strips are a drug-free, simple, cost-effective tool for supporting the long-term respiratory health of all equine athletes that perform in both training and competition with undaunted enthusiasm and heart. Try Flare Strips and experience the benefits for your horse, whether it be at the Kentucky Derby or during occasional weekend competitions or trail rides. Go to flarestrips.com to learn more and find retailers near you. Your horse will be glad you did. This is Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. And now, back to Sharon. Welcome back. I'm here with Donna Irvin, respected horsewoman, clinician, competitor, and trainer. Donna, we just listened to a commercial on flare equine nasal strips, and it's a resource that you use. And I've asked you, would you share some of the resources that you find that it brings to your competition? Yeah, I think the flare strips are definitely an advantage in competition. You know, we talked a little bit about some environmental challenges and out here, we have smoke right now, which definitely presents some breathing issues. There's opportunities to, you know, you're changing altitude. I think that if we can open up those passageways, our performance is based on oxygen. And that's a resource that definitely is one I carry with me. I'm going to pull the shotgun out. In closing, any additional suggestions that you might offer in managing your team programs? For example, feed, hay, grain, vet supplies, what do you haul with you? And the best way to haul your horses, loading, unloading, whatever some of the successful lessons that you've learned. Can you share those with us? Well, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about some of the basic things. I mean, it's pretty obvious. We all need shoers, veterinarians, equine dentistry, you know, possibly some body workers, but I think a huge aspect of your team is coaching, you know, having a mentor or having a coach that can help you plan the run and run the plan. If you do have a trainer or you've gone to some clinics and you have a philosophy, being able to not just do it solo is a huge advantage. Someone you can send a run to, have it evaluated, get a second opinion. Also, people that travel with, they have to be like-minded. People that help you stay in your game and are supportive. And for a lot of our young riders, it's their family members, their mother, their father. You know, that is all as crucial, if not maybe more crucial than some of these mechanical issues that we're talking about. So mentors, your family, like-minded people at your events are definitely going to help you do your very best. And I say when you go to areas, you know, like for me now I have opportunity in different parts of the country, you know, to seek out good horsemen and horsewomen and ride with them when you can. I really enjoy Arizona because I get to ride with a lot of good ropers and cow horse people. And it definitely I'm picking up things from them and it kind of rejuvenates my interest in what we do and bringing it back that way. So the team is far from just your mechanics in the pit. It's from your drivers, your traveling partners, and, and everyone. 
It's interesting. We do a lot of barn science and working on different new products, which is so much fun to have Donna here. But I also want to suggest some of the things that we have aha moments, even in the 120 years <laughs> of combined experience that uh, we go, gosh, I really never realized that. Um, we talked before about feeding and we have a challenge with ulcers. Our horses time to vent. It's a high pressure. It's on your mark, get set, go. And then it's back in the trailer and off we head. So we've learned that keeping a good grass hay or something for those horses to nibble on when they're in the trailer, when they're in the stall, certainly helps manage that gastric acid, which produces ulcers, which produces gait issues and numerable challenges. So that's been something that I've wrestled with in years as a competitor. You know, I'm up this morning. Should I feed? Should I just give them a little grain? And I've I've hauled horse one year and ended up at the National Finals Rodeo without a scoop of grain. And filling in when you're gone, Donna, you you barely have a half a scoop with whatever supplements that you add. Mm -hmm. So I think addressing limited grain, uh, good quality hay, which has a good balance of grass in it, and letting those horses use their natural instincts of, of grazing full time uh, when they're in the trailer and when you're out at a contest. Yeah, for sure. You know, over the years, I have to say, I read the feedbacks back in the day and uh, the grain I went through and fed to horses was just unbelievable. And now I kind of grain them as if it's a supplement, maybe maybe a half a scoop of grain with some well thought out supplements. You know, we're a believer definitely in protecting the stomach and making sure they're getting their minerals, electrolytes, etc., and as much good quality hay as you can find. And that's a challenge, you know, on the road. It's a challenge. I, I went to Arizona. I would I was feeding some alfalfa, California. It was so hot down there. It was like feeding them crack cocaine. <laughs> so I had to really work hard to find a decent, like, orchard grass mix. And I try to stay with that because that's the closest thing that I can find to keep them consistent because it's not good. You know, here in California, I feed alfalfa. When I go to the Midwest, I'm feeding grass alfalfa. When I go to California or Arizona, there's a stuff called teff. What the heck is that? It looks like African grass. So, you know, trying to be consistent. If you're traveling, figuring out the most consistent choice in your hay, that is very crucial. Minimal grain, good supplements, and, you know, knowing, again, what's normal for your horse. Donna, I have to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight, your experience, your time, and most important, your friendship. Well, thank you. It's so much fun to work and travel with you, and thank you so much for being a part of Team Camarillo. Uh, you're, you're invaluable as a co-instructor and really appreciate the insight that you share with our social media. Well, thank you, Sharon. And I'm a, a lucky woman to have a mentor like you in my life. And, you know, that's another, I'm always sharing life lessons with everyone. I just did a show called Coffee with a Cowgirl. It's on <laughs> Facebook. So check it out with one of uh, the Blackhawk College alumni, Brett Kruger. And it's so neat because, you know, you look back on life and it's not an easy choice. You know, a lot of times we have to take the road less traveled. And 
I have to say, when you have good people, good mentors in your life, it makes those challenging times uh, less less uh, stressful. And of course, when you are successful, it even makes it better when you can celebrate with your team. So that's a good way. And I'm going to also say, you know, don't forget your team when you do well. It's easy to blame the shoer. I hear that all the time because I was married to one. It's easy to blame the shoer, but don't forget to thank the shoer and thank the vet and, you know, give feedback to those professionals because sometimes they don't get it. If you think about it, you know, you go to the vet, they do the deal. You don't see the vet again unless you're having a problem. So, you know, keep those lines of communications open and give them the, the Vata boys that they deserve and, you know, bring them on in a, in a nice way when you're having challenges and be open-minded. So thank you, Sharon, for being my mentor and inviting me today. Well, thank you for reminding us to thank our team. That's so important. You know, it, it takes a team. And uh, with that said, I want to thank our Fun and Fast Times team at Star Worldwide Network. Rob Trigg, our producer, Debbie Wood Matthews, our director. And we can't do what we do, A, without all of you listening, but also without our sponsors. Our flare equine nasal strips, Dr. Jim Chapetta is certainly a part of our team. And as Donna said, really gives her some confidence that her horses have open airways and are getting that good air and oxygen into their system. And I also want to thank South Point Hotel and Casino. And remember, it's a home for the 2021 National Finals Rodeo, December 2nd through the 11th. Barrel Racing Superstore for your tack and saddle needs. I'm Sharon Camarillo, and thank you, each one of you, for listening to us and joining us. Know that you are a valuable part of our team, and we're trusting that we leave you with some things to think about. Until we meet again, chin up, eyes forward. And remember the quality and success of the team you surround yourself with will definitely have a significant impact on your individual success. Join Donna on Team Camarillo, contact us at Sharon Camarillo, and remember Fun and Fast Times has our own Facebook page. Send us a message. Let us know what we can do for you. Thanks for joining Sharon today. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to Sharon at SharonCamarillo.com or email RafterCProductions at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Fun and Fast Times with Sharon Camarillo on the Better Horses Network, part of Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks. I